0: This is the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod. Oh, it's incredible! You could not write a script like this! The only podcast where the host actually admits to driving a minivan. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be And now your host, TJ.
1: Uh, So, back again. Chicago Fire post game minivan at Soccer Pod. I'm your host, TJ. I'm joined tonight by, by Pat, who's somewhere probably on the ice about now, on his way back from Soldier Field after the Chicago Fires. Half glass, half empty glass, half fully lost to the New England Revolution, two to one tonight.
0: Uh, first of all, TJ, I'm on the Stevenson because I'm a okay. Southwest Suburbs guy all the way. Second all of right. all, uh, it is great to be with you despite the fact that the fire lost tonight.
1: Yeah, um, their first their first loss at Soldier Field in quite a while. I believe in um, looks like back to 2000, 2011 was their last loss at Soldier Field, and that was to Manchester United. So that just goes <laughs> so there's there's a little bit of uh, of facts that we didn't yeah, need to know. Yeah, I always
0: forget about that match. In the the Fire haven't played at Soldier Field. They haven't played an MLS match at Soldier Field before this year. Correct. They did play Man United and lose.
1: And what did they say? It was the first time the Revs have taken full points against the fire in Chicago or in Chicagoland in years? Yes. So. It was. And I guess for me, the over, my overarching thought is, it. like I said, it's glass half empty, glass half full. Yeah. They were on, the, they were on the front foot a lot of the match.
0: They had 62% possession. They created okay. more chances. They had more shots.
1: Now, but that said they were chasing the game a lot for a lot for a large majority of it. Um, and so 60% yes, possession, like I, you look at games that aren't close possession is with the team that's losing. Cause they're chasing the game, new England. I mean, at one point they had six across the back, a flat yeah, six,
0: especially the, the fires possession numbers went up a lot in the second half because, the New England had nine behind the ball and were content to basically... If fire were really working the width of the field well in the first half, they would play that mm-hmm. switch from, like, Navarro to Frankie or, or from Seculich to Herbers. They were playing that really well. And uh, after the teal Bunbury shass as men and Blazers say... Shass um, or,
1: or Shross?
0: Shross? Yeah, I like Schross.
1: Trust sounds um, better than
0: Shass, but that's... It, it, it seemed like two things happened after that. The, the fire, the wind kind of came out of their sails a little bit, and they were just lobbing balls forward when they got them. I mean, they didn't give up, give them that. They didn't give up, but it was a lot of... It, it, as much as they were playing Route 1 in the beginning of the game, it got more and more of that at, at the end of the game. And You know, y- you hate to see them lose to Bruce Arena... But they did. Just I that. hate. I hate. There's
1: very few teams I want to see beat, lose. Have Bruce Arena beat. I'm really not sure who they are. Even come to think of it. Um. So that said, how was the post? I mean, the post game is up at Hot Time in Old Town. I'm sure. It, it yeah. Will be. I
0: mean, I, I'm. I think that it's contained in it is a lot of the things that we're talking about. Raphael Wiki is beating his head against the wall because. They are creating chances. They are doing what he wanted them to do. And yet they still gave up a stupid goal off of poor clearance from Calvin in the third minute. And then they got, you know, they, they didn't finish. We talk about the, the Herbers goal and the, the team talked about how they Herbers talked about and, and Wiki talked about how they responded well after that first goal. And they did accept that. They had three or four good quality chances that were either Mm -hmm. saved or went. There's one by the one by Jimenez that went just wide. Madron was content to shoot from 30 yards all night, it seemed. Some of them were good, some of them weren't. But you know, um,
1: those there were chance those for Madron. I think that's a comfort zone. Um, and and I think back to I think back to um, you
0: scored there last game, right?
1: Sure. Well. Right, last couple of games, uh, Clint Dempsey. I mean, Clint Dempsey. Used to that. Clint Dempsey used to have that was one in his target in his wheelhouse too. That's a comfort zone for some play- attacking players, and that and the fact that you can see when he he missed. There were a couple really good chances second half. He missed from about that range, but not by much. And you can tell those are shots he's comfortable with. If he gets those dialed in a little bit more. They're going to be goals. Yeah. The
0: one he looked like he struck the ball a little bit off. I bet you Mm. that one would have gone in. Yeah, it's I I don't have a huge problem with him. I I think there was one where I kind of felt and I'd have to go back and watch. But there was one where I kind of felt, no, that's not one you needed to take there. But it's never a terrible idea. You know, anything can happen after that shot goes on. So um, as a
1: goalkeeper, as a goalkeeper, as a goalkeeper, they look bad. I was going to say, as a goalkeeper, thinking about it from where Madron is shooting from, if there's traffic in front of you, you don't like that shot.
0: No. Because
1: true. if they're taking it, usually they're confident when they do take it, and you start thinking it's going to go somewhere, and you're not going to get a clean look at it. So it gets scary that way. So let, let's let's walk through the goals. We you, Like you said, the first goal, um, I think my older brother t- tweeted it out perfectly, it was Vintage Calvo, um, West Burdine, uh from the 55-1 pod, said, we, we tried warning you, and Calvo, with the horrible giveaway, decides he really wasn't interested in tracking back. Um, it became a fire drill as there, Bunbury gets the ball in the middle, Pineda's, Pineda's line on him was bad, right through Shuttleworth's legs, down one nothing. Miola said there's nothing Shuttleworth could do, and went through his legs.
0: I kind of feel like it was it was a very hard shot to stop, but sure. if you get nutmegged, you maybe could have stopped it.
1: Mm-hmm. And that, and that so, was my thought. That was my thought yeah. as well. Um, like you said, they got they got one back. What about twenty second minute? Yeah. Corner comes in. New England doesn't get it cleared. Gets to Herbers. Brandon Bye decides he didn't feel like clearing his line quick enough. Herbers slots it away. One one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and by that point, and and you know, you said Wiki said they had responded well. They did.
0: They, they absolutely did. Yeah, they were the better. They were team. on the front foot. They
1: were possessing. They Correct. were they were dangerous. Um, one thing I noticed, and I'll talk about this a bit when I, we do our player ratings in a little bit here, is instead the last couple of games, the game against New York, the game at Cincinnati, the game at New York, and the game at Cincinnati, we both commented that. Madron and Jimenez were both almost like either co sixes or co eights. Tonight there was a, de- a definite difference. Madron was a lot more advanced and more of the eight role. Jimenez was more in the six role.
0: Um, yeah, they would line up next to each other at times, but then Madron Med- definitely went forward more. And I got to say, Jimenez had the broadcast picked him as the, the man of the match. He was fantastic. And see, I he, I, I, he misplaced I think one pass in the first half
1: and I guess I didn't feel like his footprint on the game was as big and maybe it was, he was bigger in preventing new England from coming out, forcing passes that I just, I didn't catch on the game, but I didn't think he was man of the match. Um,
0: really? Who would you have no. given it to?
1: Honestly, Collier,
0: Elliot,
1: Elliot Collier. I, I thought he was the, the complaints about Barich is Barrett has been not getting himself in positions to score goals. Yeah. Collier for the for the 68 minutes he was on the or the I want to say the first 58, the last 10 he was he moved into Herbert's slot. He found those pockets. He, he got was very, it.
0: very good. And I, I wondered, I was going to ask you if you could see that on TV, because I had the higher vantage point in the press box and I, I had a really good view of it. Collier was very, very good at getting into those spots. Very
1: good. He, he had he had that he had that header early that he met that. Yeah. That was a great, it was a nice save, but it was right at him. I mean, Matt Turner made the save he needed to make, but it was right at him. I mean, right. got his hands up and, and parried it away. Um, but I, I thought Collier was the most dangerous one on the field for the fire tonight. He, so,
0: I And I'll, I'll give you another guy who um, we've been down on lately, and I think had a much better night was Frankowski. I
1: Agreed. I absolutely agree. Um we, I showed you my numbers at halftime, and yeah. really the attacking group, the names that hadn't been we hadn't heard a lot of were I had high marks for Madron, Frankowski, uh, Herbers obviously with the goal. Collier was good. Aliseda, yeah, he was okay. But that group, by and large, like I said, the other na- the other names, they were good in the first half. Now I want to bring a thought a thought back, and this is one that Brian Battle brought up. When, after the New York loss and specifically referencing Navarro and Pineda or not Pineda yeah. Navarro and secular. Okay. They are great going forward. Yes. What do they bring defensively?
0: Not as much.
1: Is that, Just and is, like is that because I, think, I think is that becoming a problem a
0: Um, I, I'll be honest. I wanted to see Bornstein start and I don't know. Um, if they're if Wiki's limiting Bornstein's minutes, I know Wiki really likes Navarro, but I, I kind of wanted Bornstein to start the match over Navarro. That's not mm-hmm. a knock on Navarro. I think he's like you said he's he's very good going forward. He's very good either you know tucking in going forward or playing the more traditional outside line as like a fullback does normally. Um, but yeah, defensively he's sloppy, and I think Seculat is a little better defensively, but. But yeah, it's those guys seem to be there primarily for their attacking ability and less for their defense. And I think Bornstein, at least on the left, is steadier with both. Okay. So,
1: and oh, let's see. Oh, sorry. I'm looking. But then again, I mean, part of it is Navarro is 21. He's still young. I mean, and we're secular. I really
0: like secular as a player. Yeah. I, I, I really guess, like and I agree. Model. I think he's a good find. Sekulic, I don't know yet. Um, you expect a 28-year-old guy to be rock solid, and he, if he's, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, the second, I mean, and let's go to let's a little advance forward now into the second half. Um, Bunbury's second goal—the Shross or shass or whatever you want to call it—the cross pa- pass. Um, Navarro pinched inside and left Bunbury with a lot of room out there. Yeah, I don't know if he was expecting help, but he didn't have it, and that left that there was nobody with it, if I recall correctly, nobody within several yards of Bunbury when he when he made the cross slash shot that floated in over Shuttleworth's head. And again, Miola was defensive of Shuttleworth, saying that that's a tough. There's, I'm sorry, you can't. You're a professional. You cannot get beaten on that one, in my opinion.
0: That's tougher, but yeah, it, it's I, I get. You know what's weird for me with with Tony's commentary, and I do like him. I um, do too. He's, he's honest and he um he's critical of the fire. It, it doesn't seem like he's as critical of his fellow goalkeepers though, to me, and that's Correct. like an early opinion of him, listening to him early. But yeah, I I kind of felt like these weren't Connor Sparrow level goals given up. Um,
1: I expect that, I expect,
0: defi- but I think Bobby could have gotten one, if not both of them, maybe.
1: Ex- and that was exactly that, what that I thought. That
0: cross was weird. It floated weird. It, it. I, I don't. I'm not gonna tear him apart for missing that one.
1: When, when there were only three really good chances, and you, and two of them got by you. Yeah,
0: I see what you're saying, but.
1: Um, and that's kind of, and that's kind of where I'm,
0: where that, my that's issues, it. it's, it's, it's again, here's my dilemma. And, you know, wiki says the same thing over and over again, which is, you know, again, we, we let in, I don't think he called the, the second Bunbury goal for, but the first one, he was definitely critical of, of Calvo and, you know, openly to end the call to the reporters. And then, which is weird. I'm at the stadium. We're still doing it over zoom because I'm not allowed on right now. They're, I'm not allowed on the same level as them because of COVID. So we're still asking the questions over Zoom. But um, yeah, it's the first one was, it, Wiki said, you know, the, the first goal was bad, the 1-0. And then uh, the the lack of finishing, you know, the the Collier header, you know, some of those Madron shots, Um. One of those goes in. Cal, Calvo had
1: it. Calvo had the header that went over the bar. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, it, it's. You know, uh, the Madron free kick even um, mm-hmm. that was saved. It was a nice free kick. But yes. um, it, one of those goes in either through slightly better finishing or luck or whatever. And it's a different game. But he's right. It's it's they create well. They work hard, they fail to score sometimes, and they usually give up at least one stupid goal. That's the story of the 2020 fire. And I, I guess, you know, I believe in the overall idea still. If if you can see the thought process and you can see the effort, and you can see the plan, and you usually can. So they look tired in the last game. Um, they look especially um, two games ago against NYCFC they looked particularly tired the last game was okay um
1: last the last game everybody both sides looked exhausted they yeah, that was and it's, it's I, not, I, I called that sh- that show I called it was a cure for ins- that game was a cure for insomnia and I still I'll hold that game that game was horrible on the eyes to watch that Cincinnati game this game was not I mean a two to one game obviously no, lost. Yeah. it was fun
0: it was yeah it's, but, and you also uh, on the shot real quick on the on the lack of finishing issue. Sure. You're missing CJ still. He was in quarantine because uh, of the personal issue he was dealing with. He's now listed as out with an undisclosed injury. I don't know. At least he was for this game. I don't know what the deal is with that. But um, they're missing CJ. Lukas Tojanovic was also brought in to score goals. He scored lots of goals in Europe, albeit in a smaller league. But he did. He was brought in to score goals and play different offensive positions. So... That is kind of you know they are lacking there. Rafa still doesn't start Bohalovic, which again, in a, in not a slight on Herbert's Herbert scored today, but in, in a game like this where the squad kind of needs rotation, I don't understand why he didn't. But maybe there's more going on than I know. So, um,
1: and and that's and, that, and that's possible. I, and I forgot yeah. about the Stojanovic injury. Stojanovic when he was on the field mattered. Yeah. In the, in those early in those early parts, and um. In the, in the MLS's drunk tournament, he was he was very good uh, f- until he got injured. I forgot about that one, and and I even forgot about Sapong because he hasn't been there in a while. And but again, it, it like any MLS side, and, and maybe this is something that ultimately with this emphasis on developing youth, developing academy players, is the squad lacks depth. They don't have the depth rotate. They don't have the rotate the depth to really rotate players in. They don't have it right now.
0: That's the, that's the issue. Yes. And
1: injuries are part of it, but they don't have that all the way through. And I, I before you, before you were ready to call it, I was watching um, Tampa Bay Rowdies and Philadelphia union two and union two is not necessarily good. The average pl- age of that player, those players though is 17 years old,
0: the uh, average age awesome. of that
1: team. And, but what it tells you is those players, some of those are going to start filtering into the, into the senior side eventually and they're getting experience playing professional soccer, and I think that's that's why I I want to bring that up. Is eventually I think that's the long term goal for Wiki and and Heights with the side. But you know, the, it, but you got to get there. They don't have it. You, they did a lot of adding of that depth, but it's going to take some time. I and mean, it, it's 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 such a, a a paradigm shift for this club. It's going to take a little bit of time. Yeah, that's why you, that's why the project as a whole. I can see some of the barbarians starting to form at the gate. And I'm going over and I get 2020 is weird as hell to begin with. But you start factoring in that all the changes you you've said more than once on the show that this is more like a half a step above an expansion team.
0: Yeah, it really is. 2020 is a is a weird year for all of us. 2020 was a weird year for the fire before we got to the pandemic. Sure. So it's, yes, it's, it's, they're going to be bumps in the road. Um, I kind of didn't, I thought they would be better than this. I did too. Agreed. They are better. You see, I guess you see see glimpses. Is that the way? Yeah, they're better. They're better than their results. You see, it's not clueless, you know, like you see a plan. You, You see quality in some of the players. You see that there's been a bit of bad luck in some areas, but then you go, Every team experiences that it's just the good teams don't make the defensive errors. They they are able to deal with injuries and bad luck and they do finish their chances. And if they, if it's, if it's, you know, a few more goals here and there and a few less, you know, fewer goals conceded. They're well in the playoff picture. And I'm only talking a few here and there, but again, it's, it's It's same. It's, I feel like that it's a bit of the story
1: of last year, bad goals, given up, not finishing chances. they And need that's to finish. where this
0: pisses me off too, because like you'll, you'll hear a lot of people online go same old fire. Th- the results are the same. Yes, but top to bottom from the owner to the, the general manager to the people behind the scenes to the coaching staff to more than half of the players. This is not the same old fire. This is no, this is a very, very different team. It's just that they're not there yet.
1: No, but it and the other thing I will note is before and then we're gonna get into the player player reviews here. This side is not Cincinnati game aside, and maybe you could add the Columbus game, the side is not hard to watch. I, I don't mind watching them nearly as much as I have some of the last years of Ponovich's. It just there you can see creativity. Is it resulting in like you said, it's not resulting in anything but you see the creativity you can see a thought process going and i think it's a lot easier to watch than that, than some of the previous editions of this side that were getting similar
0: results yeah i agree it's just it's not there yet and it's and that's really disappointing mm-hmm. but remember most of the teams in the eastern conference are going to make the playoffs but they, they got to start they got they the got
1: to start getting some three pointers and yes and soon
0: <laughs> yeah and, and it needed one of them needed to be tonight and you know there's like one of them needed to be cincinnati cincinnati for yeah. sure That's... i don't expect them to beat columbus at home even though it is at soldier field i don't expect them to beat columbus on saturday which is in now a nationally televised game it's at 230 instead of 6 30
1: yeah so it means we'll be yeah. a little little earlier in the evening to do our post game so yeah, yeah. there's that there's that so anyway um Before and we'll get into player reviews. I'll see if there's anything, any snarky comments or anything that we need to address from the the old Twitter feed. Which, if you if you you tweet into, send anything to at Minivan Pod. We'll definitely try and bring it into the show for post game. Um, Not not a whole lot. It says, uh, how long have they been this bad? And how does spiked hair? And how long does spiked hair guy have? I don't know who spiked hair guy is. Um.
0: Rafa, or maybe they're talking about Guy Fieri. I don't know. Not
1: sure. Um, I
0: think Guy Fieri will be a mainstay at the Food Network for quite a while. Sure. Um,
1: and if it's and if it's Rafa Wiki, I think he's got a, he's got a lot of time. I think he's got at least. I think he's got this year. This year is almost a throwaway year. He's got, I think, the next two years. If, if you're talking about yep. Rafa Wiki, I, at least two I years. I
0: think so too. And I, I
1: the only way I could see next year being getting him getting the shoe is if they if they regress.
0: Yeah, or if Pep becomes available well there's that too so yeah but I think I think
1: he's got I think he's got at least two seasons two full season 21 22 if there's not regression if they start going backwards then all, all bets are off but if they continue to progress at the rate they'll, they'll be fine so um, I
0: agree
1: so that that's that question so I appreciate Joe appreciate you sending that one in. To, Send, send that one into us. Anybody else wants to send him in at pot? of course.
0: I think I should call him spiked hair guy.
1: He did call him Spike him. hair guy.
0: That's you why I had to think Ralph about what he was talking
1: about. Yeah, that's who I had to think about it. So, all right. So I'm going to go through some player ratings. These will be posted with some commentary on at hot time by the time you listen to this. So hopefully I haven't spoiled it off. But I, I started with Collier. I, I mean, I started the forward and the front and went backwards. Um, I've got Collier up first. I gave him a seven and a half. Like I said, Earlier, he put himself in dangerous positions. Maybe he could have done more of that that free header early, but by and large, he was the most da- he was dangerous. He was what you wanted Barrage to be. Yes. So.
0: And he's a Kiwi.
1: And he's, he's a Kiwiño. Now the fact that the the fire are kind of depending on Collier to create their chances.
0: Weird, but you know what? Do you think Kiwiño is going to catch on? I'm no. trying to make it a thing. A, I it, think it should be a thing.
1: Quit trying to make fetch happen. We'll leave it at that. Um, And then like the next game, you're going to think he's, you
0: know, okay. I'll tell you. So
1: so we've got, so, and then in the 58th minute, Barrett came on, pushed Collier out to, out to the right flank and Barrich took the number nine spot. I gave Barrich a four. He, He was there. He didn't do a whole lot. I can't remember any distinctive chances he had for, for a team that was chasing the game. He needs to be dangerous in front of goal. And when you think of the chances they had after he came on, he usually was not involved. And that's concerning.
0: I think you're probably right. He didn't get a ton of time, but. He had had a half hour. Yeah. And and you know what? He's he's a designated player. I I do wonder, and I asked Rafa this, the decision to play Collier, to start Collier, was that simple squad rotation or is there something going on with uh, Baric and he said it was just squad rotation and you know Barrich has a bunch of stitches still in his skull from um, when he got dropped but it's uh, it's hard because yeah he it's
1: he's, not I'm not pushing the panic button yet I'm no. starting to get a little, I'm starting I'm guessing I'm probably just like he is I'm frustrated he needs to be do more
0: yep agreed
1: Okay, so on that note, we'll move on to our next designated player. We're going to Nacho Aliseda. I gave him a six tonight. I guess I, He's creative. I love that. Um, didn't have as much time on the ball tonight as he, as he has in the previous few games, and that's more from Madron having a more advanced presence. There's the penalty appeal in the first half where they did pull on him. However, yeah. that was the one he didn't go down for. He went down like a ton of bricks when they didn't really touch him. I feel um, like he,
0: I couldn't tell if that was a diver, if he actually tripped. I wasn't sure about that one, but yeah. The well, if, he tripped, half,
1: if he tripped, it was on his own feet. It wasn't, there wasn't contact yeah, there. No, he he was pulled on prior to it, but that's where he would have had to have gone down. Um,
0: yeah. But it, that first one where he made the nice little run, which was mm-hmm. very cool, by the way, uh, he maybe should have gone down there Yeah. or maybe should have shot the ball a little earlier. There might've been a window earlier where he could have cracked it, but he held on to it to a little too long. Um, yeah. I, I don't think that was a penalty either. Me. My my um,
1: thought was my thought was his feel tonight of when to carry versus when to distribute. It was a little off versus what we've seen of him in the past. The past yes. couple games, I don't know why. Just it just seemed like when there were times when he look should have looked to distribute, he tried to carry it. When there are times he should have carried, he went to distribute. Just seemed like a little off for him tonight. Not a terrible performance, he's still dynamic when he has the ball. That's I mean, so I gave him a six. I mean, that was honest, a straight okay. six for me. Fabian Herbers, I gave him a seven. He scored the goal. He's tactically sound as he usually is. Bunbury's first goal, Miola made a mention of it, and in watching it, maybe he should have been tracking back a little bit better. But that was a fire drill due to due to you know the turnover. But 58 minutes, he was he was his usual self. I gave him a seven, but I don't think the bar is set very high for Fabian Herbers He's like I said, tactically he's strong. He scored the goal. He had a couple of other opportunities. I know there were a couple of them were in the first half where he became a nuisance to the new England backline as well. Not a terrible. So for him, it was a solid
0: performance. He is now the fires joint leading scorer with Barrich and Mauricio Pineda. At two? At two. At two. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. So he, he came off in the 58th minute and then, um, in the 68th minute, when Collier came off, it was Georgie Mihalovitch came on. I gave Mihalovitch a five. Um, he was not as impactful as he was versus not Cincinnati. like the last
0: game, no. But not
1: bad. Uh, but They're no, he like wasn't. Ter- he wasn't terrible. He there was. I mean, again, New England was playing six across the back. That's hard for a lot right. of teams to break down. Right. However, having two games against Cincinnati, the Fire should have been ready to face that. break that down they've had some practice with cincinnati like like i said a five he he did okay in trying to create um but they didn't get the goal that they needed in in the 20 minutes so that's why he was just a five so next i have um frankowski we talked about him earlier that he was better i gave him a six which is up from what he's been the previous couple of games in the first half specifically, I recall him creating a lot of issues on that right side, getting
0: yeah, forward at yeah. the right times, getting... Were,
1: and it seemed like the, the first couple times he beat them, and then they started hacking the crap out of him.
0: They, and, he he had a lot of space wide, and Navarro was doing a very good job at hitting that switch over to him. Mm-hmm. And it, like that was really working. That Obviously, after the, bun, the second Bunbury goal, that kind of went away because sure. the the space got filled there but yeah the, there was a lot of available space which is sort of like in the it seemed like kind of a game plan to me like something rafa maybe noticed about uh new england sort of like the the first couple of goals uh against cincinnati one was directly created the other was indirectly created by that kind of floating over the top ball mm-hmm. um in that gap that that it, that also seemed like a, a coaching thing to me. So a game plan thing. So yeah, it's um, Frankie was, we've been hard on Frankie and I think yes. he was good tonight. He still has to, In if you're going to play in an advanced attacking position, you still have to score and assist sometimes. Um, but um, his work rate is usually very high. Give that sure, so he was, he was good tonight.
1: You solid, like I said, I, I yeah. think it's six, and that's one of those he gets a six because I think my expectations for him are higher than they would be for Herbert. That's why I th- was he better than herbers if you were put them next to each other, probably. Other than Herbert scored, probably. However, my expectation for Frankowski is higher right. than, than it is of Herbert's, and that's right. and that is a factor when I do these. So, all right, the next one we're gonna go with Madron, I gave him a seven, and uh, like I said. I haven't seen him have this much of an impact on the game than really prior to MLS's drunk.
0: Like, yes, he was, was involved. Was actually was, the last time they played New England.
1: Yeah, but I, it, it, I almost go back to the Seattle game. More to the that level yeah. of impact. The, yeah. that, that level of, he was on the ball. He created chances. He had a couple chances. Gotta get those on frame. But, overall, this is more the Madrona I've been looking looking forward to seeing. So, um, hopefully, th- I, maybe, and again, I think that, as we spoke earlier, I think that was tactically done. I think that was more, that Jimenez stayed be- stayed more reserved and allowed Madron to go into the eight role versus a dual, a dual six or a dual eight. So, um, guest on Jimenez, man of the match for the WGM broadcast. You said he was efficient with his passing. I don't remember seeing a ton of... Passes that were impactful, though, from I gave him a six. I, he was good, and maybe I missed stuff that, like I said, that he was for what he did in slowing down New England's any effort to counterattack. His passing was great, but I don't remember seeing impact passes, and maybe that's just my selective memory. Um, you'll have to fill me in on that one.
0: Yeah, I. I... I'd have to go back and look at his key passes, but I thought overall defensively he was strong. I thought his he was very tidy. Um, everything seemed to start from him. Okay. Um, it, it's I, I thought Gaston was good tonight.
1: So was I. My little harsh on a six, or again considering he's a designated player, I should expect more from.
0: I no, that, I, I think I think I would probably go seven, but I don't think six okay. is. I'm not calling him an eight. I don't think anybody was an eight tonight. So.
1: No, I don't have anybody's who's an eight. So the no. highest is Collier is seven and a half. So, um, all right. So next we're going to move on to the back line. We're going to start with Navarro. Um, I gave him a four. He had chances. Ooh. He missed chances. Um, I okay. saw it on Twitter. I saw it on Twitter and I didn't disagree with it. In the second half, it looked like he was auditioning to become the Bears kicker at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. As danger, you know, again, he was dangerous going forward. However, he pinned, he made the wrong defensive read on the, in the second half that led to the, the to Bunbury's second goal. So, if you're going to go forward, you better be able to recover better than he did. And if you're going to have as many opportunities as he does, you need to do something with them. Yeah. So that's why okay, that's why fair. I was a little harsh on him. Calvo, Francisco Calvo. Oh God,
0: what are you going to do here?
1: Deuce, you're the Ooh. captain. Vintage, eh, eh, Willie had it right, vintage Calvo on the Revs' first goal. Terrible giveaway, terrible effort in recovering. He had a free header in the second half that he pushed over the bar. Was it a hard header to score? Probably, but it looks like that's one he's had experience with. Um, he had a lot of time on the ball late. It didn't look like he was getting him into dangerous positions. It looked like when he get the ball late, he would just usually give it back to Pineda or, or Johnny B., again they lost two to one one of the goals is directly his fault you're the captain you are a Costa Rican national team player you need to do better
0: that's why you know what the the goal not only the the goal being his fault but the timing of the goal um put the fire on the back foot for immediately um okay I I think I think two is a little too harsh but yeah I I I don't think it's Crazy, okay, so you know,
1: I I could be convinced to give him a three, but again, you're the captain. That's
0: high, yes, exactly. I, I wouldn't go higher than that. It, that that mistake huge in many ways cost the fire of the game. So, Correct. Uh, All right, and you're the Pineda, captain. Yeah, and you're the Standard captain. Standard is higher. Yeah.
1: I've got I gave Pineda a four. Again, I might be a little harsher, but he was largely quiet. On the first goal, I I think his run. He moved when Bunbury was the one out there. Pineda was kind of lost in no man's land, trying to get into the, into the passing lane. However, that left Bunbury unmarked and gave him an open shot on, on the first goal. Um, I don't remember him doing anything going forward per se. I remember him being open on a couple of, of corner kicks, but they never reached hit, never reached him specifically. So again, that first goal being as huge as it was, I don't know what he, maybe he, I, in my opinion, maybe he could attract Bunbury a little better, but again, I'm not running at full speed. Well, with, well, it's going on either. So.
0: Okay. Fair.
1: All right. Um, Sekulich, I, Sekulic, I gave a five. He got, he got forward a lot. He was involved.
0: I don't remember Rafa his fullbacks going forward, but
1: I think he does. He does. Better. I don't, I don't remember Sorry, him playing. I don't remember him doing anything specific. That's why I'm like, he was fine. He was okay. Yep. I don't remember anything standing out, so a 5. All right. And last but I and Gutierrez and Bornstein came on in the 88th minute. I really don't have much.
0: You can't. Yeah.
1: I, I would have said I would I I had written down a 5 for Gutierrez because he had one opportunity kind of in the center of the park and he got dispossessed pretty easily. Yeah. But,
0: he I will say yeah.
1: I, is, I see the potential in him.
0: Yes, the fact that, that Rafa gave him those, those minutes, minutes yeah, when it, it wasn't garbage time at that point. The fire still were, you know, it was only 2-1. So, um, either my first thought was, this is maybe not the time for a 17-year-old. But then my second thought was, all season long, Rafa has said that it doesn't matter your age. If you are good enough, you play. And I I think he honestly felt like Gutierrez good enough Mm -hmm. to, and the last, I keep getting, these games are all running together for me. Sure they are. One of the last times he came out late in a game, he almost scored immediately. So um, it's, it's pretty cool. Even if you're down on the fire right now, which I don't blame you if you are, but um, it's pretty cool to know we have, you know, three players playing at forward Madison, getting minutes up there. um, And we have, Brian Gutierrez, who is coming on now and getting minutes as a seventeen-year-old for the first team, um, even if it's only a few minutes here and there, that's still valuable experience. So that's a plus. I don't well, know that he it, did enough tonight to even get a rating, though.
1: No, I, like I said, the the one time he had it, it, I yeah. And then you've got you've got Mauricio Pineda, who's twenty-two. You've got Navarro, who's twenty-one. Um yeah. what twenty? I mean, yeah. there is a lot of youth that will be impactful at some point. So um yeah. so we go to our netminder Bobby
0: Shuttleworth. I gave him a 3. And I feel like that's a bit a bit harsh, but you convinced me that he could have sh- stopped both of those shots. Well, to me it and then there's there's I've got I've got a little
1: bit more like I said there are three major shots he made the save one on the one late. However, the other two they didn't really have chances aside from that. My my other issue with Bobby Shuttleworth is it's the same that we we talked about last week and it's kind of why Cronholm got the start. He's not anybody you can trust with the ball in the back. He I, I believe he almost gave up a goal in the first half, if I were, or, or was it in the second? I don't recall, but that they almost turned him over. Um, he's not a weapon. He's not. He's a he. It's the same. It's the same thing. He's a great shot stopper. He's not really great with his feet and in, dis- in distributing, and that makes him. If he's not stopping shots, <laughs> he's really not a, a ton of help. And that's why uh, for for a season pro, I, I feel like he should be able to make one of those. I don't know which one. Probably the second more than the first, because the first, like you said, was blistered, but it went right through his legs. The second. Yeah. I... If you're not looking for that... To be shot at any point, you're going to get beat on it. And that's exactly what happened. So that's why, like I said, maybe a little harsh on Bobby, but I, in a two to one game and you only have three chances, you Bobby know. Bobby
0: strikes me as the type of guy who would, and he wasn't one of the guys that came out in post game, but he strikes me as the type of guy who would be straight up honest and tell you if he should have stopped either of those. And I wouldn't be surprised to be said at least one of them he should have stopped. So uh, he's not an excuse maker. He's he seems to me like a guy who um, would own it if he felt like he could have stopped. So.
1: Huh. And fair enough. Fair. <laughs> um. So that's our that's our ratings. Those will, like I said, those will be. I'm I'm guessing will be up tomorrow. By the time your listeners will probably be Monday Labor Day anyway. Um, this will be up in hot time in some in some sort of capacity. Is that correct?
0: Uh, I believe so, TJ. Okay, so. All right, I have a so, strong feeling they will be up. Well, you're
1: the editor, you're the
0: boss. You so you know what? <laughs> I may even put a link to the minivan dead soccer pot on there this time for
1: you. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. So, um any other final thoughts as we we move forward what we they get the no no midweek game which would be nice. It'll give them a week to recover, so which is definitely
0: necessary. Yeah, um, they have an actual day off tomorrow on Labor Day. Has, what has, I heard has, from Raffa, so.
1: Is there any schedule, and I've asked this before, but I can't recall And I've been off and on social media all weekend. Is there any schedule set beyond this weekend?
0: Uh, no, um, but I am hearing uh, that it will be set mid to late uh, this week. So Wednesday, okay. Thursday, maybe Friday. Uh, I am hearing that the complication comes down to the Canadian teams.
1: I which I was going to ask is that going to be the complicating factors because yeah. once they once they come in do they ha- are they going to have to quarantine or are they going to be allowed to run free because Canada is doing a better job than the the states are with, with I Canada. don't
0: know the answer to that but I yeah. I do know that yeah it's they're getting them all here and finding them a home base so that they're not complete nomads roaming the United States is is a complicating thing and there's also MLS is also the Secondary tenant on a lot of venues. So, like That's Soldier true. Field. Soldier Field so uh, um, New, in New when England. When you're asking the league to quickly recreate a schedule on short notice that includes. Other, well, uh, other than Soldier Field and Foxborough, what,
1: what is there any other ones or are those the only two?
0: Uh, obviously, Yankee Stadium.
1: Um, well, Yankees, is,
0: yeah. I gave up at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Which is, which is, which is, which is, which
1: is a blessing. How, is, I get it. Yeah. It's New York City FC. Um, get it? Seattle, That's a blessing in disguise. Seattle, Seattle, Seattle
0: Atlanta, Seattle. Um, Atlanta. Um, okay. Off the top of my head, and um, never mind. I, the Galaxy, I don't think are secondary Nashville. tenants, but yeah, Nashville. The Galaxy, I don't think are secondary tenants, but obviously the Chargers are something that needs to be worked around there. Charger, or
1: are the Chargers, Chargers, Chargers are out of there, there now. Chargers, the Chargers are out are of there. there? Now. Okay. So it's so it's Nashville, Atlanta, the Fire. New York, uh, New York City FC, and the Revs. So I guess there are a few. Yeah,
0: and then and then the Canadian teams are all now sure. secondary in whatever wherever they're playing. I, I I thought it'd be cool if um somebody took Bridgeview. I thought it would yes. be really you know mainly I thought it'd be cool if Montreal took Bridgeview for reasons that if you know me you know I was Wow. <laughs> you went there. Okay. I'd be cl- I'd be closer to the king, but um, but yeah. Uh, I thought it'd be cool if we had a second team in Chicago, but I don't think that's going to happen. It sounded sounds like Red Bull arena is going to be hosting a lot of soccer teams over the next couple months. So I'll
1: be curious to see how well that feels holds up. Um, I mean, I'm, but anyway, so anyway, end of the night fire dropped, drop a drop to new England, two to one. The, the, the disappointment keeps on rolling in. So Definitely check out uh, Ruben Head is down and dirty right up on Hot Time and Old Time. Pat Pat has his full game recap with quotes from from postgame on Hot Time. And I know you've been home for a while. I heard you pull into the garage. So Pat, yeah. uh, if you find Patrick at Pat at Patrick McCraney, I'm at TJ Zaremba or Minivan Dad Pod. Definitely check him out. And on that note, you're done.